I'm Allie of Hocus Pocus Collector. And I'm Will of Spooky Will. And we are the Black Flame Society. We're here to share Halloween, Hocus Pocus, and other spooky news and updates with you. While having fun, meeting friends, and making every day feel like it's Halloween. So come on in and join the society. On today's episode of the Black Flame Society, we are doing a deep dive into all of the Hocus Pocus 2 Easter eggs. We briefly mentioned these in our Hocus Pocus 2 recap last season. We are going full force to talk about them all, talk about some similarities between HP2 and HP1, and we'll also have a merchandise update at the end of this episode for you, so stay tuned. Hi Will, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited. It is September. We are officially in fall time and it doesn't feel like fall yet, but we're headed in that direction. It's definitely getting there. I mean, I know we've both had some pumpkin spice drinks as well. So we're, we're embracing, we're embracing the early fall. We have to. I saw pumpkins at the store yesterday. It was a beautiful sight. I'm a happy girl. So when it finally gets cold. Oh. I know. I saw your picture. I saw it. I was like, Ali's found pumpkins. I really want to see pumpkins now. Oh, they, they were beautiful. So it was, it was nice to see. It was a reminder that we are not the only two people in the world celebrating fall at this time. <laughs> <laughs> so I know Will. Will compiled a lot of this episode for us. So thank you in advance, Will. He did a very, very, very detailed watch of Hocus Pocus too. Will, how long did it take you to watch the a movie that's about an hour and a half i think it's about three and a half hours to four hours i was just like it was more of a case of i was pausing it and rewinding it and checking stuff and then researching things and then going back and then mistaking things so then i had to rewatch bits and it was it was a long it was a long process but we do it for our listeners, so it's fine. We'll do this for you, so I didn't have to, so I appreciate that, Will. So, Tim, tell me a little bit about what you found. I think we're kind of going to go chronologically, is that right, Will? Just kind of throughout the movie, yeah, what you yeah. saw? Awesome. Yep. All right, yep. so tell me. Let's dive in. We're starting off at the very start of the film. Both films, in Hocus Pocus 2 and Hocus Pocus 1, the films start with someone flying over the water, leading into Old Salem. In the original film, we see Sarah's shadow going across the water before she lands. And in this one, we see Hannah Wanningham's bird flying across the water, and then it leads into Old Salem again, just like in the in the original film. So when we see Old Salem, the Reverend's house looks just like the witch house in actual Salem, which I'm assuming is a, is a direct nod to that. And when the townspeople are knocking on the door, Sarah shouts, we're not here, which is a similar nod to the first one, where she basically gives the fact away that they're home and up to no Sucking good. the lives out of all the little children! <laughs> and, <laughs> and the townspeople are also once again banging on their door, because they're obviously after the Sanderson sisters. This is kind of a stretch, but I thought the spider in the second one was almost like a nod to the spider that Sarah finds in the first film that she eats, and she says, what a lovely spider and then this one is um, it's not confirmed so maybe once me and Ali do some kind of interview we can see if this is possible so there's a line when the reverend says the kind smiths have agreed to take thy sisters and when looking into this I kind of like a light bulb moment where I was like hmm smiths and it turns out during the Salem witch trials there was a man called Samuel Smith and Smith testified against Mary Eastley who was ultimately hanged during the Salem witch trials and I wonder if maybe that was like they'd put that name in as a reference to this real life guy whether that's true or not i don't know but that was something i found today which i thought was quite interesting very interesting so from there we head into the woods where they mentioned the young sanderson's mentioned a calming circle which obviously is a direct quote i mean we know the calming circle we love it but it shows that they were doing it even how many years prior so and also in the background you hear come little children which originally some people were reporting that we heard a full sarah's version which unfortunately we do not but we hear a different version so it is there when we eventually do see hannah waddingham's character 
character as Mother Witch. Her outfit is very Danny inspired. And if you go to Salvatore Perez's Instagram account, he is the costume designer for Hocus Pocus 2. He did some comparison photos where you see comparisons of Mother Witch and Danny. You see some throwbacks to how the young girls in the new movie, their outfits mimic the Sanderson sisters. So definitely check that out. And we do hope to speak to Sal someday. But her outfit very clearly has some nods to Danny. So I love how they threw that in, especially because we do not see Danny in the movie. And then I believe Mary, young Mary mentions a cat spell, how they would like to do a cat spell to one of the Johns or someone like that, but definitely a nod to Binks. And a point of clarification, less of an Easter egg and kind of just a point of clarification, especially Mother Witch Funko Pop just came out of Hannah Waddingham's character, which is beautiful. Definitely recommend buying it. It's a Funko exclusive. But just to clarify, Hannah Waddingham's character is not the Sanderson sisters' mother. That is not the character that they refer to in the first movie when they do their calming circle, because that's not her. It is a completely different character that we have not seen. We have not met the mother of the Sanderson sisters. We have only met Mother Witch, who is kind of the leader of the coven, is more how I would explain her. I feel like that would have been, it's not as catchy of a name, but I think it did a better job of explaining who she actually is. Yeah, because I do see quite a lot of people online as well who, it's almost like they argue that it is their mother, but if it was, they would know who she was the moment they saw her in the wood. They wouldn't have been terrified of her flying in. They would have been like, oh, hey, ma, but no. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I suppose you could easily get mixed up, but it's definitely not the same. It's not their biological mom. Correct. So now we're jumping to present day Salem. We see Becca riding a bike, which is just like Max in the first film, and also just the same with the first film as the second film after the old Salem scene it goes straight to the school so obviously in the first one it's where it cuts to Miss Olin telling the story and this one it cuts to basically just the girls at school the girls all have matching necklaces as well which they wear throughout the film and then just a little fun kind of thing that I found the decorations that are hanging up in the classroom are actually created by Beastle and it's part of their vintage Halloween range where they recreate old vintage designs so if anybody wanted to get any matching decorations if you were doing like a Hocus Pocus party and wanted to get similar decorations and you can be like well actually those as featured in Hocus Pocus 2 they are made by Beastle. And before we leave this section Will I actually just pulled up Salvatore Perez's Instagram account and he shared a post if you're looking for it October 7th of 2022 but it is a pinned post so it's right at the top where he compares right when we see the girls at school when they're wearing these outfits for the first time and they're kind of talking about what they're doing that night Cassie comes over they have that little awkward interaction they compare Becca to Winnie's costume in terms of colors then they have mother witch looking like danny then they have cassie looking like max which at first i was like i thought cassie was kind of the sarah of this group but they have her in the tie-dye shirt that you see later on so another direct pull from that and then we have mary as izzy and then and then they do show cassie again as the sarah inspired character of the three of them so i think they did a really great job trying to loop all of those things around and at least make us reminisce of the first the first movie yeah, yeah. And I, I think we discussed that as well before the film came out. Like on the poster, we noticed that the colours were very similar to each Sanderson sister of the clothes they were wearing. I do like the attention to detail. He did a really good job. And in addition to even the costumes, I feel like their attitudes are kind of similar to the Sanderson sisters, where Becca is kind of the leader of the coven of the three of them. She's the one who develops the powers at the end of the movie, kind of like Winnie. And Izzy is kind of trying to provide comic relief throughout the movie. She's doing those things like Mary and Cassie hanging out with the jocks. She just kind of has like that free spirit sort of attitude inspired by Sarah. So I think they did a nice job looping it in. 
They definitely did a really good job. And so then we head to the Salem Scare Fest, where I didn't even notice this until I read Will's notes, even though I think I literally saw this in person when I visited the set, <laughs> but it just apparently didn't process. They have a psychic reading booth, and it says, Dost thou comprehend psychic readings? Which... I love that. That's one of my favorite lines. So what a nice little connection. And then another one of the stalls is called Apoplectic Rotten to the Core, which brings us back to the beginning of the movie when we have the Reverend with the young Sanderson's who he says to Winnie, a rotten apple quickly infects its neighbors. So there's that apple reference. We also get the poison apple later on. Don't you forget. Poison apple. (laughs) Thank you, Will. (laughs) We also have, there's a billboard, which when I spotted this, this was like my favorite little Easter egg they had for us. There's a billboard in the background of Mayor Trask. It's kind of like his election poster or like his running for re-election poster. It's him, his wife, and Cassie. And in the background is the Denison House. Oh, made my soul so happy to see. But at first I was like, why is that there? Do they live there? But I think it was just like a nice little plug-in to show that that house still exists. Yeah, I remember when I first saw it, I thought it was like a like a teaser that Max was going to be in it because it was like his house. So I was like, <gasps> but sadly, we know it's the, it never came we know. Oh, don't remind me. And lastly, at the Scarefest is Bora is in the streets. And if you're familiar with Salem at all, Salem's Black Hat Society on Instagram, Bora is a street performer, also raises a lot of money for charity. And if you know Bora, you'll know their voice. It's very noticeable. <laughs> and uh, you don't hear their voice in the movie, but this his costume is exactly the same. And you do see him for a brief second. So keep an eye out for Bora at the Scarefest. So I jumped to the magic shop. So in the magic shop, there's a book on one of the tables and it's called The Sanderson Sisters and Me, which is written by Gilbert. It features the same artwork that was used for the 2020 Halloween event for the New York Restoration Project. And the event was called In Search of the Sanderson Sisters, a Hocus Pocus Halloween Takeover. We have previously discussed the Halloween event. So if, if you want to learn more about it, please check some of our older, older episodes because we do cover that. The artwork, however, was created by Franz, and I'm sorry if I butcher your name, but Franz Sazzoni. And I actually shared a picture recently of the book on my Instagram and he responded to it saying that he's actually in the works with Disney to try and get the poster officially released. So you can buy the poster because it was only a digital poster. So fingers crossed that does actually happen. I also found it quite funny that Gilbert's book on a sign was originally 1999. Then it was on offer for 10.99, and then it said something like special offer eight dollars. So I never noticed. I don't that. think Gilbert's book is that popular. <laughs> Poor Gilbert, we'll buy your book, buddy. Only if you sign it for me, of course. <laughs> then on the wall, there's a quote on the wall which says, "Those who don't believe in magic will never find it," which is a quote by Roald Dahl, and is the very last line in the Mint Pins. And the Mint Pins actually have multiple characters from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in it. They're actually it's first mentioned in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and then it's mentioned in the Mint Pins. It's like a kind of like a an extension of these characters but another Roald Dahl reference is that and I'm jumping a little bit ahead here when the girls are outside the magic shop and they're talking to Maya Trask there's actually a character behind Maya Trask that's dressed like Willy Wonka from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory so there's kind of like two little Roald Dahl things so then a large number of products in the magic shop are actually from all different places and there's, there's quite a lot of them that you can still buy today so when the film was being made they reached out to a lot of etsy sellers and artists so a lot of the stuff you see like the dolls the postcards the prints and so on are from etsy and i'm sure if you do a good enough search for specific things you'll probably still be able to buy them there was a large amount of stuff from target there's products from Joanna Parker. There's products by Bethany Lowe Designs, which is a lot of the vintage products. There's some kind of plants on windowsills and parts. There's like pumpkin lanterns and stuff there by Bethany Lowe. And then there's also 
a lot of products by a company called Suk that's in the UK. They do school jars, school scissors and skeleton hands and you see them dotted all around the magic shop. Another fun little fact though is when we see this scene with the first scene with Gilbert when he's reciting the story of the Sanderson sisters and there's the woman dressed as a pirate and the the young boy who asks what a virgin is. The woman who's with him, I assume, is who is his mom. Is actually the writer of Hocus Pocus Two, Jen Angelo, which I thought was a, a cool little included like scene there. And then another little Easter egg is the sign hanging up behind the counter says Abracadabra, which is another nod to the alternative name for Hocus Pocus. There's a lot of fun ones in there. And for the products, I really love that they reached out to a lot of people on Etsy and a lot of people in Salem, actually, specifically trying to support local because even though they didn't film there, I think they wanted to take that they did film there once and also wanted to take that vibe and bring it to Rhode Island. So I think that was really nice how they did that. When the Sanderson sisters finally return, Sarah sings again. And when the but what I love here, the ground splits like a pitchfork, which if you actually look at it, it looks like they're coming straight from hell. <laughs> and I think that was such a clever way to do it. Definitely take a look next time you watch the film. It It's beautifully done. There's also a reference to boys who were in cages, which obviously is a reference to our beloved Jay and Ice. Did they escape? Did they die there? Maybe we'll know one day. And they also say the sunrise tricked us, which is a reference to Max and Allison in the whole daylight savings time scene in the first one where the sunrise tricks them once. And here we are. Yeah, and Mary also does like I think it's her first bark as well. You know, she does that little like, <laughs> like she does. <laughs> So there's our first little bark at that point. So the next scene is one of my favourite scenes from the whole film is the Walgreens scene. Oh, Walgreens, yeah. I, loved, I actually saw someone online recently saying it was the worst scene and they wish it was cut. And I was like, what are you talking about? That's one of the best scenes. I saw that same like comment somewhere and I was like, I have nothing to say to this person <laughs> right now. Like, I fully respect opinions about Hocus Pocus, especially Hocus Pocus 2. But I just feel like that scene was definitely, definitely top three for me, for me. Yeah, and I feel like one of the first kind of Easter eggs with regards to the scene is that it's a direct nod to the deleted scene that we still haven't seen of them in the supermarket in the original film. So I really like the fact that they kind of included this to, I'm assuming, to make up for the fact that I guess it maybe it's lost that they're doing it again that's not the right attitude to have well it's not it's not but you know i'm just i need to accept the fact that this might be all we're gonna get Ali. So. you're right so we have to be grateful unless disney's releasing a 30th anniversary blu-ray with those deleted scenes do not start speculation <laughs> <laughs> So there's a few things that have clear product placement in Walgreens scenes. Apart from Walgreens itself, there's M&M's, there's the shark vacuum cleaners, there's the Swiffer mop, and there's liquid death drink. When the Sanderson sisters are around all the like cosmetics and stuff, the face cream or body cream is called Baby Face, and the face mask is called Youth Retainer. So they're little like nods to eating children. When they look in the mirror, after they seeing when the three kids have taken this selfie with the girls and they all look really good because obviously there's a filter they turn around and they look in the mirror and all their faces stretch because it's a curved mirror and they all start screaming and sarah screams the little box lied and it clicked that in the book the sequel book sarah actually calls phones the talking box so i was wondering if maybe that might have been a subtle nod to the sequel book i kind of hope so because it was it was a good idea and then another nod is mary flies on the shark vacuums which is similar to her flying on a vacuum in hocus pocus one and same again in the sequel book mary also flies on a roomba in the sequel book and my favorite bit from the first trailer we saw was sarah saying a muck a muck a muck while she's flying on the broom which is exactly what she says in the first film and she's still like whimsical at that point she's just kind of flying around just being sarah that was the first time i felt like sarah was back at that time yeah absolutely 
Will, I didn't know this. I'm reading this live. I read these notes before. I didn't soak this in. At the magic shop, Gilbert comes out whistling. I put a spell on you. Is that true? Are yes, you lying? it's very subtle. It's like he comes out and he's like, do, 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 maybe do. I knew that. Did and I then, know like, that? I think the girls burst in and basically cut the story short. But yeah, he's singing. Like, it sounds like it anyway. Maybe I knew that. All right, I'm going to have to go back and watch. I'm not going to spend three and a half hours doing it, but I will check that out. <laughs> yeah, don't spend three and a half hours doing it. <laughs> <laughs> the curtain behind Gilbert also looks similar to Hannah Waddingham's outfit with um, a large eye and a red background. And we also hear Sarah mention rat tails, which obviously we know Sarah loves her rat tail. We also, in this same little segment here, we have a flashback scene where they're talking, well, Gilbert is telling what happened on that night. And he says, a bunch of boys stole my candy, which again... That's talking about RJ and Ice because you know the scene where they ding dong toll. Ah, you know, you were all there <laughs> for the first movie. So they tried, they stole Max's candy in the end, but apparently they stole Gilbert's too. And then this is the one where when we saw some leaked photos from set, I was so convinced that it was Omri, Vanessa, and Thora as Max, Allison, and Danny. And the closer you looked, you realize it wasn't. But when I first saw the backs of them, because in the second movie, you do see Billy with people who were supposed to be Max, Allison, and Danny. And you see them and it just, it warmed my heart, but also broke my heart at the same time because that was all we got from them. Yeah, I always wonder as well, like, what was Doug thinking during that scene? Because obviously that wasn't the three kids he'd done the first film with, so I wonder if he was like, who the, who, who are these kids? <laughs> <laughs> we, we have to ask Doug the next time we chat with him. So Doug, tell us a little bit about, did they, I wonder we don't know who they were. I don't, they don't think they're credited. We'll have to check. I wonder if they like looked like them from the forward or if it was just one of those random cast crew members who oh, threw on the outfits. Yeah, it might have been actually. And then the other little nod is there's another, well, we see the cat beforehand, but the Sarah refers to Cobweb as the Binks boy, which is obviously a nod to our, our beloved Binks. I love her face and her little attitude when she does that. She's like, oh, the Binks boy's alive. <laughs> like, yeah, no, a little like eyebrows go up and stuff. Yes, you, it, you almost see fear in her face because, I mean, here we are again 30 years later and the Binks boy's back. <laughs> like, again. Yeah, especially when she's like, I know it is really you, Thackeray. And it's, that's kind of like Venom, isn't it, where she says Thackeray? Yes, Thackeray. <laughs> <laughs> So now Billy's come back. When Gilbert wakes him up, Gilbert obviously runs away and he's like, stop chasing me. And Billy shouts, stop, I'm a good zombie, which is another nod to the fact in the first film. Max says, don't, he's a, he's a good zombie. And then another little fun fact, which I think we learned when we were talking to Doug, it's either when we were talking to Doug or Tony, the wig that's used in the sequel is the exact same wig that Doug actually wore as well in the original film. So it's the same wig that returned as well. If you haven't listened to our episode with Tony Gardner, go back and take a listen because Tony says he went to David's house, David Kirshner, took the wig off of his Billy standee and brought it to Doug and then returned it when he was done. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the wig should have had its own poster, you know, when they announced, you know, when they announced like all the returning cast members, it was like, the wig is back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the witch is back and the wig is back. <laughs> We'll have to make one of those. Ha, oh, make that throw it on a t-shirt, Well, It's never too late. We should, yeah. The wig is back. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the magic shop. Becca and Izzy finally escape after doing the spell. And on the side, there's a set of keys or a red keychain. The red keychain is actually a, a real souvenir keychain that you can buy from the Salem Witch Museum. And the red keychain is actually a replica of their light-up floor that they have in the museum, which has all of the victims of the Salem Witch Trial. And is probably like one of their most famous things within the museum that you can go and see. 
The trolley that Beck is also driving also has real businesses on the side that are within Salem. This includes the Nightmare Gallery, Witch City Wicks, and Better Than Fiction Salem walking tours. I love that because I love Count Orlock's Nightmare Gallery. It's one of my favorite places to visit. Have you ever been inside, Will? Yeah, yeah. I think we've been there twice now, okay. I think. I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone. No pictures are allowed inside, but they may or may not have a Winifred in there. That's all I'm going to say. Go check it out. It's definitely worth it. I didn't know that was in there when <gasps> the first time we went. I didn't know she was in there. So like, we were walking around and then I saw, I was like, oh my God, I really wanted to take pictures, but obviously you're not allowed, are you? So I didn't, we, like, I obviously didn't take any, but I, it's, she's worth going. She's worth going. But Will, when you were, when you were in Salem, didn't you get one of the keychains from the Witch Museum to match Becca's? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Because I, I think it was when I saw the scene. I was like, there's my keychain. I had to like go back and watch it just to confirm it was. I love it. And so now we're back at the Scarefest. This is when Mayor Trask is in line waiting for his apple, which we all know. We all know he was waiting a long time for that apple. But the couple directly behind him are dressed like Master and his wife. So we do see them again later on, just in the TV form. But to see someone wearing the costume, again, it makes me think of like, what dimension, what world are we in here? Was that just a coincidence? Or was Hocus Pocus a movie that these people watched? Did they make a documentary about what happened that night? I need some more intel. I need to read Gilbert's book. It's on sale. I should grab a copy. <laughs> <laughs> Something else cool is when the mayor's phone rings, it is the Dracula theme song. So <laughs> it's the, well, how does it go? <laughs> I will I will do it if you can pronounce it for me. <laughs> I will badly pronounce it if you do the song. So the music's like, diddle 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 diddle. <laughs> and I think, I, think that's, I think that's all you hear actually as well. <laughs> So that's box, toccata, and fwag in D minor. How bad did I butcher that, guys? Well, I said fug, so I think you said it better than I did. Who knows? It's the British-American thing we have going on. It's fine. And then (laughs) someone is also dressed like the skeleton singer who is serving food and drinks. So another throwback to the town hall scene from the first movie. So now we're at the costume contest, and I really like this, but the guy who's presenting the costume contest is actually Kathy's real-life husband, which is also another nod to the original film, because in the original film, the dog, which is the the master and his wife's dog, is Kathy Najimi's real-life dog. Little Ralph. It's so cute. And then there's a lot of people... I tried to pause this, Alec. I tried to pause and pick out all the costumes, but there are so many. But some of the highlights from the costume party, there's people dressed as, like, the Supremes, which is the same as Hocus Pocus 1. There's someone dressed as Mom Donna. There's someone dressed as Dadula. There's loads of costumes. When the Sanderson sisters start singing, they also... Sorry if I do butch this and I am getting this wrong, but when the Sanderson sisters sing, they do say that I'll say, unto pie, alpha, maybe, up and die. Which, that's apparently the real words. I never sang it like that. Which, <laughs> How did you which sing it, Will? Also, I, I think I used to make it up. I used to be like, I say up and die, give me a pie. I don't know what you used to say. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure I, I, I'm pretty sure pie was in my two. Like, I say into pie, up and baby, up and die. I have no idea. Pie was definitely there. I remember saying pie. But I just thought they were making up words on the spot, but apparently it's real words, so. But yeah, that's the same song from I Put a Spell on You in the first film. And then going back again, when the Sanderson sisters fly off, there is a brief scene where we see the master and his wife on the TV screen. Which I think Anne Fletcher actually said it wasn't anything to do with it being like part of the film. It was just meant to be a tiny nod to them being there. But I just, it's very sweet, but I just feel like it's out of place. It doesn't make sense. I feel like they should have just left the couple dressed in the costumes. 
which would have left me with enough questions. This led me to a toad. They're like literally watching a movie. <gasps> what if that's like another movie, Will? What if we get the making of the movie that the couple is watching? Like another layer of Inception. Like Hocus Pocus within Hocus Pocus. Like how they did High School Musical, the musical. It's a musical about High School Musical. It would be like Hocus Pocus, the making oh, of Hocus be. Pocus. Oh, another idea. Just Maybe that's what Hocus Pocus 3 is going to be now. You know <laughs> I, no, it. no, no. Make, make that like Hocus Pocus 42 or something. That's down the pike. <laughs> <laughs> Fast forwarding ahead to when we were at Cassie's house. This is when they're cleaning up after the party. Cassie, as we said, is wearing a tie-dye shirt to pay homage to Max. And this is when um, Alexa plays and Mary says, there's a small woman trapped in that box. Is that woman? Is that a nod to the little woman, Master's wife, who they refer to in the first movie? I don't know, but I hope so. Can you imagine if she thought that the Master's wife was in that little box as like eternal punishment? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that would be really nice to see, actually. It's like a little nod. <laughs> I like that one. That'll be in the behind the scenes for Hocus Pocus 42. Goose Creek Candle, which was another brand that did a lot of stuff for Hocus Pocus 2, is also spotted next to the Alexa device. And one of my favorites, this is because this is so direct, Mary calls Becca Shishka Baby when she's trying to remember her name, which is the same thing that she refers to as Danny in the first movie. We also see <laughs> Winnie push Sarah into the salt ring, just like she pushes her into the Black River, which is really just a road. And then Sarah's like, a road, it's a road. <laughs> this is another direct, we're willing to sacrifice Sarah, but we are not willing to sacrifice <laughs> anyone else here. And then the when Mayor Trask comes home, they see him driving the car and they're like, a very small bus. <laughs> and it makes me think of obviously the bus scene from Hocus Pocus 1, where we have, they, they learned what a bus was. And now they think that everything with wheels is a bus. We're coming to the end of the film now. So a really kind of small nod to the first film, almost, is that Billy gets his mouth sewn up again, which is exactly what Winnie does to him before the first film, but we find out that's what happened to him. There's not a huge amount of Easter eggs within the kind of final scene, because it's all set in the woods, so there's not really much there. The only kind of Easter eggs that we see towards the end of the film is when Mary and Sarah both say bye. They say it in the exact same way they, they say bye in the first film, and once again they turn to dust. And in the original film, Winnie says to Max that he's a fool to give up his life for for Danny, basically. But that's exactly what Winnie does in the end of Hocus Pocus 2, because she gives up her life to go back to her sisters. It feels like such a full circle moment, because she was 30 years ago telling, you're such a fool to give up thy life for thy sisters. But then she does the exact same thing. And I think it shows, even though I we've talked about this, I don't know if Winnie would actually have done that. But it shows growth, at least, in her character. Yeah, and there's like there's so many times in the first film where she refers to things as hers or almost like the sisters aren't a part of it. But in this one, at the end, she's like, she can't do it. Like, she can't live without them and stuff. It's really sweet. The final thing in the film is the three, three new girls like slink off together, just like the Sanderson sisters do. The hag tracks are back. I love it. And then that bird flies over. Oh, God, the bird's back. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the Easter eggs. Those are what we found. Will watch this movie very in-depthly, so I'm not doubting his abilities at all. But I do have to ask, guys, if you think we missed anything, please let us know. We would love to fill in any gaps. If you notice something we didn't, if there's something really, like, hidden, please feel free to let us know. I think that was a great job, Will. You did wonderful compiling all oh, those Easter you. eggs. And there are so many. They did They did a really nice job, even though there are, a lot of people have feelings about Hope. Pocus Pocus 2 and they didn't bring back the OGs but they did a lot of nice weaving for us which
which I appreciate. Yeah, I didn't actually realise how many there was until spending like nearly four hours on this film today. But it, it is really nice to see like the magic shop's definitely got loads more Easter eggs in it, but you can't see everything very clearly because there's kind of like that hazy filter on everything in the background if it's not focused on the characters. So there's definitely going to be like even more Easter eggs. So like Ali said, if you do find more, please let us know because it's exciting after nearly a year we're still finding out like a lot more about this film. There will always be more to find out. And so speaking of more to find out about films, I there's not even a rumor. It's confirmed that Hocus Pocus is being re-released currently only in the UK, which I'm so happy for you guys. I'm jealous, but I'm happy for you guys. <laughs> is being re-released in the UK this fall. So Will, tell me what's going on. So I don't get this, right? <laughs> I am very, don't get me wrong, I am very grateful. I am excited. I absolutely love this, but I find it strange that only we're getting it in not America. So I wonder if you guys announced it before us. I'm, I wonder if we are going to get something, but either way, it's happening. We interrupt with some breaking news. Will and I literally just finished recording this episode and I immediately, literally guys, two minutes, I get a message from Will with a link and Disney officially on their Hocus Pocus account, which is at Hocus Pocus Disney, announced that the US is getting a release of Hocus Pocus. Starting October 6th, it will be in US theaters. There's a beautiful poster. It's no offense to the UK this one is is beautiful well it's beautiful it is no it is beautiful i totally agree with you it's such like it's just nice i mean don't get me wrong i do really like the uk poster but it's nice to see something completely new like a completely a fresh take on a new poster it's it's really nice perfection it's so nice so while we just reported to you (laughs) that we were unsure about the u.s release we've got this breaking information that we are bringing to you as we always will no matter when and where it happens even if we just finished recording an episode (laughs) but here we are so we will not be left out us we'll be there october 6th and back to your regularly scheduled program Park Circus Films, who are the basically distributing the film within the UK, have announced that their film's returning to cinemas from the 29th to, the, I believe, the 5th of October. It'll be playing at all of the big chains, along with some smaller chains as well. So Cineworld View, Curzon and Odeon will be playing the films, and you can book your tickets right now. I, I did check, and they're on my nearest cinema. It does have it available on the 1st of October, so I think I might kickstart October with going to watch Hocus Pocus. I've never seen it at the cinema, so like... Either which is funny because we've both seen the second one at the cinema, but not the first one. So I find that oh, crazy. Makes no sense. You guys are getting all your love. It took a little while, but it's coming to the UK. So if anything, definitely follow our socials at Spooky Will, at Hocus Pocus Collector, and at the Black Flame Society podcast, where we share these things in between episodes. We share kind of live as things happen. So hopefully we, America will get it and hopefully we'll be the first to tell you. And so last week or last episode, we know we took a little break, but Will and I have fully planned our schedule for the rest of the fall. And up until today, when this episode drops through Halloween, most weeks we will be having two episodes. So get ready for to hear from a lot of us. And we did have a lot of interviews planned, but the uh, actors and writer strikes are still going on. Thus, we are not able to talk to anyone. So as soon as those strikes are resolved, we hope to have some cast members on. But we're ju- we're taking a little bit of a turn. We're going to do things differently. But our plan is set. So you will hear from us. But <laughs> our last episode was a merchandise episode. And as Will and I always joke, right when we do a merch episode, 
we hang up and 40 new items have dropped. And that kind of happened this time. I'm, we're just going to read through these and tell you what has dropped. You can definitely check our story highlights, that sort of thing. We've probably saved them. So there are some more new lounge fly bags. And there's also, we talked about Funko last time, but now there is the Mother Witch and the Stone Winnie Funkos. Mother Witch is currently available. They are both Funko.com exclusives. Mother Witch is available. Stone Winnie is still pending, but I have a feeling she'll be out soon. I feel like she might be part of Funko Ween, but Will and I are very hopeful we might get more Funkos. We can't confirm anything, but we're very hopeful. Well, she's the only one from Hocus Pocus 1, so there's got to be more. We can't just have one little release. And also, I noticed, I can't, I don't know if you, I'm assuming you got the same email. Yesterday's Spirit emailed about Hocus Pocus Funkos being reduced, so I'm wondering maybe if Spirit's clearing out stock to make way for some new Hocus Pocus 1 exclusives. I hope so. There's also some new Hot Topic in our universe range, and one of our favorite items for this year, it's actually a Disneyland exclusive out in California is a sipper, like it's a sipper cup, but it's mini dressed as Winnie, mini Winnie, and <laughs> she lights up and oh, she's beautiful. So if you are in California, if you have any friends out in California, definitely get yourself one of those sippers. And Will, do you want to tell us what's going on in the UK? Surprisingly, this year, Home Bargains, which is one of the biggest chain stores in the UK, has released their very own exclusive Hocus Pocus range. It's only four products. I did manage to get them all, and I managed to get them for Ali as well. Thank there's, you. <laughs> there's a new doormat. There's a new cauldron mug. There is a notebook. And there's a, the coolest product that they've released this year is a set of wax mounts, which looks like the spell book. The spell book even has the eye, which... We don't know why the eye keeps disappearing, but the eye is there. And when you open up the wax mounts, there's different wax mounts inside and you can mix them to make different potions and stuff. It's, it's really, really cool. So they're available in the UK. On top of this, there's also Truffle Shuffle, which have also released an exclusive Hocus Pocus range. There's new hoodies, there's new t-shirts and a new mug, which have got exclusive designs to them. They're also There's also a new Cake-worthy shirt which is available in America, and it says it's black and grey, which I really like this shirt. It's a new flannel shirt, black and grey. It has a gravestone on the front, if I remember rightly, it's Binks. And then on the back it says twist the bones and bend the back. It's coming to Truffle Shuffle, and it's I think it's already available from Cake Worthy or coming soon. And then on top of that, there is also a new light-up statue from Shop Disney, which is from Hocus Pocus 2. Although... I don't find it very Hocus Pocus 2 style. It just It's just Me classic either. Sanderson Sisters with the Hocus Pocus 2 logo on. It lights up and it's all three of the Sanderson Sisters leaning over a cauldron. It's available from Shop Disney UK, Shop Disney France, Asia. But weirdly, it's not available from Shop Disney America, but it is available from the parks. So it's very strange. What's going on? They're leaving us out. You've got enough. That's what they said to us. <laughs> but it's fine. The statue's pretty pricey. I'm not going to lie. And it's not that big from what I saw size-wise. So um, I'm kind of okay without it. But if you want to take a look, I think we'll shared it to a story it is it looks very animated which i think is kind of cool but i don't know i don't know about it yeah i have ordered it so i'll probably do a review when i receive it so i'm excited to get it and then the last little bit of merchandise which has become available in the uk i'm not sure if it's america as well and i didn't need this but i did buy it but build a bear <laughs> build a bear have released two very small kind of t-shirts for bears which are official hocus pocus t-shirts so if you have bears if you dress bears if you dress dolls or whatever there is some kind of very small t-shirts available from build a bear i just checked on our end we did so we did get a full halloween launch of some halloween-esque bears we did get the two t-shirts there's a green one with the sanderson sister hair silhouettes and it says i put a spell on you and there's also a black one with that animated photo of them and it says it's just a bunch of hocus pocus so yeah, the they ones. are available on our side of the pond 
It was funny when I went in to build a bear. I was like, do you have this? And I pointed at this bear that was wearing one of the little shirts. And she was like, oh yeah, she picked up this rabbit. And I was like, no, just the shirt, please. <laughs> she told me over to the shirt. She was like, oh, is it for you? And I was like, yeah. And she kind of looked at me a bit odd. And I was like, I collect this stuff. It's it's fine. Don't ask any questions. Bring it out. And I'll see you never again. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so there are our merch updates. I'm sure we'll have little updates as the season continues, as things come out. Hopefully we'll have some Funko updates. Hopefully more stuff will come but right now that's what there is. And again, Will, thank you for putting this episode together. This was super fun and send us more Easter eggs if you have them guys. But as I said, our episodes are going to start most weeks coming out twice a week. So definitely stay tuned for the ride. There are going to be a lot of fun things coming at you for the rest of the season and we're super excited to share them. So Will, I will talk to you soon. Yeah, you too. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Black Flame Society. To never miss an episode, follow along on Instagram at the Black Flame Society podcast, like and subscribe on your favorite streaming service, and join our mailing list to be the first to know what's coming next. Thank you for being part of the society. Until next time. The Black Flame Society podcast is not affiliated with Disney or any other related conglomerates yet. Feel free to change that. Give us a call.